Chapter 13 of Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew by Matthew Henry. Chapter 13. Verses 1 to 23. Jesus entered into a boat that he might be the less pressed, and be the better heard by the people. By this he teaches us in the outward circumstances of worship not to covet that which is stately, but to make the best of the conveniences God in his providence allot to us. Christ taught in parables. Thereby the things of God were made more plain and easy to those willing to be taught, and at the same time, more difficult and obscure to those who were willingly ignorant the parable of the sower is plain the seed sown is the word of god the sower is our lord jesus christ by himself or by his ministers preaching to a multitude is sowing the corn we know not where it will light some sort of ground though we take ever so much pains with it brings forth no fruit to purpose while the good soil brings forth plentifully. So it is with the hearts of men, whose different characters are here described by four sorts of ground. Careless, trifling hearers are an easy prey to Satan, who, as he is the great murderer of souls, so he is the great thief of sermons, and will be sure to rob us of the word. If we take not care to keep it, hypocrites like the stony ground often get the start of true Christians in the shows of profession many are glad to hear a good sermon and do not profit by it they are told of free salvation of the believer's privileges and the happiness of heaven and without any change of heart without any abiding conviction of their own depravity their need of a saviour or the excellence of holiness they soon profess an unwarranted assurance but when some heavy trial threatens them or some sinful advantage may be had they give up or disguise their profession or turn to some easier system worldly cares are fitly compared to thorns for they came in with sin and are fruit of the curse they are good in their place to stop a gap but a man must be well armed that has not much to do with them they are entangling vexing scratching and their end is to be burned Hebrews 6 8. Worldly cares are great hindrances to our profiting by the word of God. The deceitfulness of riches does the mischief. They cannot be said to deceive us unless we put our trust in them. Then they choke the good seed. What distinguished the good ground was fruitfulness. By this, true Christians are distinguished from hypocrites. Christ does not say that this good ground has no stones in it or no thorns but none that could hinder its fruitfulness all are not alike we should aim at the highest to bring forth most fruit the sense of hearing cannot be better employed than in hearing god's word and let us look to ourselves that we may know what sort of hearers we are verses twenty four to thirty this parable represents the present and future state of the gospel church christ's care of it the devil's enmity against it 
the mixture there is in it of good and bad in this world and the separation between them in the other world so prone is fallen man to sin that if the enemy sow the tares he may go his way they will spring up and do hurt whereas when good seed is sown it must be tended watered and fenced the servants complained to their master sir didst thou not sow good seed in thy field no doubt he did whatever is amiss in the church we are sure it is not from christ though gross transgressors and such as openly oppose the gospel ought to be separated from the society of the faithful yet no human skill can make an exact separation those who oppose must not be cut off but instructed and that with meekness and though good and bad are together in this world yet at the great day they shall be parted then the righteous and the wicked shall be plainly known here sometimes it is hard to distinguish between them let us knowing the terrors of the lord not do iniquity at death believers shall shine forth to themselves at the great day they shall shine forth before all the world they shall shine by reflection with light borrowed from the fountain of light their sanctification will be made perfect and their justification published may we be found of that happy number verses thirty one to thirty five the scope of the parable of the seed sown is to show that the beginnings of the gospel would be small but its latter end would greatly increase in this way the work of grace in the heart the kingdom of god within us would be carried on in the soul where grace truly is it will grow really though perhaps at first not to be discerned it will at last come to great strength and usefulness the preaching of the gospel works like leaven in the hearts of those who receive it the leaven works certainly so does the word yet gradually it works silently and without being seen mark four twenty six to twenty nine yet strongly without noise for so is the way of the spirit but without fail thus it was in the world the apostles by preaching the gospel hid a handful of leaven in the great mass of mankind it was made powerful by the spirit of the lord of hosts who works and none can hinder thus it is in the heart when the gospel comes into the soul it works a thorough change it spreads itself into all powers and faculties of the soul and alters the property even of the members of the body romans six thirteen from these parables we are taught to expect a gradual progress therefore let us inquire are we growing in grace and in holy principles and habits verses forty four to fifty two here are four parables one that of the treasure hid in the field many slight the gospel because they look only upon the surface of the field but all who search the scriptures so as in them to find christ and eternal life john five thirty nine will discover such treasure in this field as makes it unspeakably valuable they make it their own upon any terms though nothing can be given as a price for this salvation yet much must be given for the sake of it two all the children of men are busy one would be rich another would be honourable another would be learned 
but most are deceived and take up with counterfeits for pearls jesus christ is a pearl of great price in having him we have enough to make us happy here and forever a man may buy gold too dear but not this pearl of great price when the convinced sinner sees christ as the gracious saviour all things else become worthless to his thoughts three the word is a vast sea and men in their natural state are like the fishes preaching the gospel is casting a net into this sea to catch something out of it for his glory who has the sovereignty of the sea hypocrites and true christians shall be parted miserable is the condition of those that shall then be cast away four a skilful faithful minister of the gospel is a scribe well versed in the things of the gospel and able to teach them christ compares him to a good householder who brings forth fruits of last year's growth and this year's gathering abundance and variety to entertain his friends old experiences and new observations all have their use our place is at christ's feet and we must daily learn old lessons over again and new ones also verses fifty three to fifty eight christ repeals his offer to those who have repulsed them they upbraid him is not this the carpenter's son yes it is true he was reputed to be so and no disgrace to be the son of an honest tradesman they should have respected him the more because he was one of themselves but therefore they despised him he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief unbelief is the great hindrance to christ's favours let us keep faithful to him as the saviour who has made our peace with god end of chapter thirteen